Man, look at all this stuff around here. Do you really believe that a huge flood destroyed only my baby pictures? Well, well yeah. Your stuff was over here, and it was this pipe that broke. See? Look what you did to the hotel. Do something. Okay. Hello, Eden. I'm a frog. I like to see poly walls. I'm not talking about a puppy show. Me do something about the water. I'm sorry. I'm Okay. Thank you. Oh, no problem. There's got to be some kind of explanation for all this. Yeah, I know. I broke the pipe. Water came out. No, I'm not talking about the broken pipe. Boy, maybe there's no baby stuff for me because my parents didn't know me when I was a baby. Maybe they aren't really my parents. See? You're an alien. I'm not an alien, man, but I think I'm adopted. Adopted? Yeah, adopted. Your parents adopted an alien? Welcome, Welcome back to the Keenan and Cal with Adam and Aaron Experience. I still go by the name of Adam. And I'm Aaron. <laughs> I don't remember what the opening is here. I'm sorry. Like, it's okay. From this day forward, you're known as Aaron. Oh, from this day forward, I'm known as Aaron. And uh, we're here to talk about Keenan and Cal, the 90s Nickelodeon program that we love so dearly. And this most uh, wonderful time of year. Adam, we love this show so dearly that we've committed to reviewing every single episode of this show. Uh, we've made it all the way to the middle of season four, which is hard to believe. I'll be honest; it's getting a little bit difficult to to, <laughs> to just like, oh yeah, I'm still recording Keenan and Kel. Uh, but I think it's a worthwhile pursuit that we are doing, um, not just for ourselves and not just for those listening now, but for generations of Keenan and Kel lovers for for the future of tomorrow forever and always this podcast will be available generation is a good way to put it this uh this episode aired on your uh on your fourth birthday september 11th 1999 i'm no, sorry second birthday that was my second birthday my fourth birthday was september 11th 2001 <laughs> yes yeah, i'm sorry i, I forgot <laughs> how could you forget never forget adam uh never forget anyways on a brighter note we are dealing with genealogy this episode and uh, and Keenan's asking some good questions. Oh, as he should. I think this is the sentimental episode of the. Uh, if not, there's a clip show at the end that's has some of the vibes. But like you know, this is this is the one that kind of pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, if you're in the space for your heartstrings to be pulled. Uh, <laughs> oh, if you no. watch this episode while you're a little tired at the end of a long week, you may find yourself uh, critiquing it a little too heavily. But I'm going to try not to dampen everybody's mood and enjoy this episode with you. You got a Grinch disease right now. You got a, your heart's a few, a few sizes too small. Holiday who be whaty? <laughs> self-loathing. <laughs> self-loathing. You're the self-loathing phase of your, your schedule. Yeah, my day. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get into Natural Born Keenan this uh, this episode. Hop on the Big Orange Couch with Coolio and talk about it talk about it uh, they're doing a lot of talk in this opening scene yeah it's about keenan and cal they do that intros but they uh, don't finish their intros with just the two of them yeah cal's like keenan we got somebody else to introduce and then he goes introducing captain oh wonderful captain oh wonderful pops on stage uh in a green leotard with 
black underwear on top and uh and a cape i believe yep he's got a cape he's got like a batman mask and he's got bright red hair and a shamrock insignia yes he is captain oh wonderful and he is irish (laughs) he's very irish that's kind of his main trait one of two traits i should say he doesn't have any powers but he does have a weakness what did we learn that the weakness is yeah, as Keenan points out, it's like, oh, well, Superman's weak to kryptonite. Super Dude is weak to is allergic to milk. That was his character from uh from all that. Oh, okay. I was wondering what the reference was. <laughs> yes. So a uh, it, it, fun little cameo there, and then he goes, oh well, Captain Wonderful. His one weakness is, as he describes it, Karn dogs. Karn dogs. Oh, what a great weakness to have. Adam, why did Kel bring Captain Amazing, a wonderful, oh lovely, oh love, well, speaking of amazing, a life. Last glass right here of Amazing Orange. Oh, yeah? Of the Food Lion? Food Lion brand orange soda. It only took you one year to <laughs> consume <laughs> to that. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, my, my fridge is so thankful for the extra space right now. You could have put it in another container. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Does your fridge have a personality? Is that what you're trying to say? Your fridge Yeah, is... uh, it's actually just went for a run. You, be- you better go catch it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, God. Kel says that uh, Captain Amazing is here because, uh, you know, he could help us. He could help them get out of trouble or, or problems they might get into. Good premise. A superhero to help to solve their issues. Yeah, very cartoon-esque. Very uh, on brand for, for Kel to be thinking outside the box. Yeah, uh, but Keenan doesn't want any of it. He doesn't want someone saving the day for them. He doesn't need a deus ex machina in his in his day-to-day life so he uh produces a corn dog from his pocket yes uh as keenan does he just has stuff in his pockets <laughs> yeah and he uses it to, to scare him off hey so you scared away captain oh wonderful who shouts "Ooh, me lucky charms as he <laughs> leaves yeah yeah the uh, the irish stereotyping uh that that's that's i guess that's okay to do still yeah in this era it's never okay to do aaron how do you Keenan points out that, hey, this isn't time... We're in season four, basically. This isn't time to be introducing new characters. Unless one of those characters never really belonged there in the first place. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, hinting at the plot of this episode. Keenan says, well, never mind. Uh, come on. What did he say, Chucky? Chucky. Come on, Chucky. And then Cal is, is a... What do you mean somebody didn't belong there? Oh, here it goes. That intro was about two and a half minutes. Per usual, uh, leading off a stacked episode. A lot of scenes, a lot of things happen. Yeah, a lot of new sets, too. Yep. Yeah. this The beginning of this episode was once an entirely different episode. What? Oh, yeah, I, I see what you said there. I see what you did. <laughs> I see yeah, those so, words. <laughs> this episode starts with uh, Kyra's birthday party, which was uh, season two, episode two, clowning around. That was the entire episode. Was It was Kyra's birthday. Yeah, they really does, don't have that many roles for Kyra or special events that happen in Kyra's life. She's kind of just a supporting role. Uh, this is the second episode. Uh, no, uh, this is the first episode she's in of the season. She hasn't been here in a while. No. And have you noticed that she looks a little different? She's much older every time she shows up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in the canon of the show, right, I've been laying out the characters' ages and trying to map this out ever since we got confused about Keenan not being old enough to drive. Right. Uh, he's about 17 now. Kyra, in season two, she was celebrating her 10th birthday, which means this will be her 12th birthday. <laughs> to, to 
Does she look 12 to she you? She doesn't really look 12, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I think she was like, uh, Vanessa Baden, the actress, is like two years older than her always. So it's easy for a 12-year-old to play 10, but it's not easy for a 14-year-old to play 12. Yeah. Yeah, a lot <laughs> happens between those ages. Uh, yeah, so anyways, here's Kyra. She's, do- she's doing a good job, as always. We love Vanessa Baden. Um, and they're celebrating. And she's saying, yeah, this would have been great, but I wonder where Kel went. Uh, and Roger reveals that he has tricked Kel into believing that they're still playing hide-and-seek. Yeah, he's been hiding for three hours. And Roger is very proud of this. And then he laughs with a, a cackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a classic ca- <laughs> Roger laughs. So... And he's like, don't be mean to him. Let, let him know. And he like says, Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. What? Where does that come from? Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. I, I have no idea. It's <laughs> it's not Latin, is it? <laughs> How long is it? No, no. I, I'm looking at the subtitles. It's Ollie, O-L-L-Y, Ollie, Ollie, oxen, like the animal, free. Get this. Uh, <laughs> the origin of this phrase is unknown. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's what it says on Wikipedia. Just <laughs> People are like, we have no idea where this came from. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I would imagine it like you let the cattle loose and then they, they the oxen loose and they just run around. It's, it's, it's old, apparently. So, yeah, he says that Cal flings open the, the closet door and smacks Roger right in the face with it. Yeah, hits Roger in the head. Roger thinks he broke his nose. Cheryl goes, Roger, are you okay? First time anybody's ever asked Roger if he's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think his answer, as per usual, would be no. I'm not okay. Yeah, <laughs> this menace lives in my house <laughs> and hides, and then pops out of nowhere. Roger is ushered over to the couch, and Kyra's like, "We should show Kel the video again." Yeah, uh, they're they've been watching videos, old home movies of Kyra as a baby. I hope that there was like a party, the people were there, and then they left, and this is the cleanup. That I do like the fact that they showed Kyra baby or kid videos at her birthday party. I, I think that's a really nice thing to do. It's <laughs> a fun tradition, I that's, guess. That should be more normal. Keenan's a little jealous because there's no videos of him as a baby. Yeah, uh, and Kel's wondering why there's no videos of Kel. <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes on to ask, you know, well, why don't you have a video of Keenan? Was he ugly? Yeah. Which an ongoing joke for the rest of the scene. What's the explanation for why there's no videos of Keenan? Uh they didn't buy a video camera until Cairo was there, was born. Which that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I could see that technology not being around. Check it out. For for home. Uh not, not that's not around, but it'd be more rare. Yeah. The older they get. Yeah, and it's expensive and you know, somebody has to do it. Keenan's up putting together the pieces and he's like, wait a second. There are no pictures of me as a baby. I don't think I've seen any. And then Cheryl reminds him, well, remember, Keenan, like, there was a flood, and then they destroyed all of your baby photos. Yeah. So, and, and Keenan's like, huh, that's real, that's real convenient. <laughs> He's like, starting to get a little suspicious of the, the situation. Yeah, I mean, think about if you've never seen a baby picture of yourself. I, well, there's de- definitely happens. It definitely used to always happen. Before the cameras. Before cameras, right? <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of baby pictures out there now, especially with phones and, and yeah, in one way or another. Some people move. Some pe- some families don't, like, keep as good of track of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we're fortunate to grow up in a house with a lot of scrapbooks. Yeah, yeah, the scrapbooking phase. <laughs> We've seen ourselves as babies. But if, if you don't have that touch zone, yeah, it's a little, it's, it can be weird. 
Yeah. And that's kind of what Keenan's feeling. He's like, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. What was I like as a child? I'm just here now. Uh, and and they don't have any answers for him. Um, Keenan wants to, wants to, like, he really is starting to get curious. So he asks if he could see his birth certificate. Oh, uh, we're not even close to that yet. My bad. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the scene ends with uh, Kel, like, you know, saying that. It's like, oh, my mom sat at the cutest boat when I was a baby. You want to see it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no, no, no one wants to see your, no one wants to see that Kel. Not, not, not their full adult. Uh, but uh, we, tr- the next scene that we go down to the basement, where Keenan's like, on the hunt for some of his baby memorabilia. Yeah, this is kind of cool. I like this set. There's yeah, a brick it's... a brick wall on the right. There's wood paneling. There's like a striped uh, thin carpet on the ground. It looks like a basement. It's got a lot of old broken TVs. <laughs> yeah, it's just Baskets. full of box- boxes and bins. There's like a fridge in the corner. <laughs> I, I want to say that I wrote down that this is this is an enormous space that I can't believe we haven't seen before. <laughs> yeah, they definitely yeah. did a good job on this set, but. It would have been nice for that to be, like, the place where Keenan and Kel, like, hung out. That's exactly what I wrote. It's like, certainly they would, like, spend time in this spot of of house. Although Chicago gets pretty pretty nasty in the winter, and, and so hmm. I, I could see that not being heated. The other thing that I wrote down is that Keenan and Kel are wearing camouflage outfits. Keenan has, like, a jersey, uh, number mm-hmm. five, oh five. And it has a camo on, like, the top shoulder pad area. And Kel, Kel is wearing... Not camouflage. It's not. No, it's a. Uh, it's like a, a flower shirt. Oh. It's like a Hawaiian flower shirt, and it has a matching Hawaiian flower hat. Oh, okay. On my, I think on my edition that looked a little more camo than flowery. Yeah, no, it's definitely like a, a silky Hawaiian shirt. I was listening back to some old episodes of ours. And I, we get really like in the weeds and in depth about the symbolism and stuff like that. I think I think Keenan was wearing camo in this scene because he doesn't feel seen by his family. He feels like <laughs> he feels like he's he's missing something and that he's he's not being he's being obscured in his family. Yeah, and that's why you know he's looking in the bowels of the basement trying to find himself. That's a literal hero's journey he's on right now. He he wants to. He's going like into the belly of the beast to, that's right. to figure this stuff out. That's right. He's trying to learn learn about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyways, another symbolism here. Kel is wearing a hat. And then he finds this, like, gladiator helmet. Oh, yes, a, a, a full-on knight's helmet. Yeah, and so he puts it on, and, uh, and then he can't get it off. But <laughs> a- anyways, uh, spoiler, it's on the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great it's a great well, it's, pl- oh, a joke here. Sometimes when it's, like, too serious of an episode, it's like, you know, you're really focused on that stuff. But you can always turn to Kel at any point in this episode and have a laugh that... He's still wearing the helmets. Yeah, so so this is becomes a permanent piece of of the episode. <laughs> Maybe he's masking the fact that he doesn't know who Keenan is either. Yeah, he, uh, he's I made don't... a distraction for him. <laughs> well, he, he's made a distraction for himself to not grapple with this. It's a very immature behavior. Yeah, no, they they look through some photos. Uh, they have one that is Kyra with um, Aunt Lativia, who looks like a dude. Yeah, I think that's definitely a man in that picture. Yes. And I, it feels like a real photo, like a real somebody, old photo. Was, that's somebody's photo, yeah. Yeah. It could be Kyra's old photo. It could be. Oh, or Vanessa's, I should say. I just feel, I don't know. Somebody's like, give, 
Give me a stock photo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also think it's funny that this is like Keenan's like second aunt that it looks like a, that has a bunch of like masculine traits. Yeah, Aunt Gertie. Yeah, Aunt Gertie with the mustache. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, that's that's that. And then Keenan goes like, hey, you know, I can't believe that this stuff was, that my pictures were destroyed in a flood. Like, how does that happen? Kelly goes, oh, it kind of happens like this. He goes over to the pipe. Is, is this how the scene goes? And he goes over to the pipe and then he hits it. That occurs at the very end. Uh, but yeah, let, let's let's go over it. Yeah. Keenan's like, I don't know how there could be a flood in here that destroys everything. Like you said, Kel walks over. If someone hit this pipe in the right way, he picks up a wrench, smacks the pipe, and water just starts pouring out. Exactly. Um, and then Keenan's like, there's just water spurting out of this pipe. It's this red pipe and it's just cracked now. It's like separated and then there's just water spurting out. A great prop. Great prop. Yeah. Uh, and then Keenan goes, Cal, do something. So Cal picks up this frog stuffed animal, and he just starts, like, talking with it. Like a ventriloquist. Yeah, like a puppet show with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keenan's like, oh, no, I mean. Yeah, he puts it over there, clogs it up. Keenan says, there must be some kind of explanation for all this. You know, Cal says, yeah, I broke the pipe, water came out. <laughs> no, I mean the I mean the fake baby stuff. Yeah, and then, and then Keenan, you could see his, his light bulb trying to turn on. Mm-hmm. Wait, <laughs> maybe my parents didn't know me when I was a baby because they aren't really my parents. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think throughout this whole scene, Cal starts his theory that maybe you never were baby. Maybe you came to this planet as an alien that was left here to observe our earthly ways until the year 2007. Oh, way off in the future in 2007. <laughs> yeah, the distant future. I love that. <laughs> great writing. Great writing there. Keenan's putting the pieces together and he's like, what if I'm, and he drops the, the big word, adopted? It makes, you, it makes you think, doesn't it? Like, imagine a kid growing up, a kid who's adopted, and the parents never tell him. Yeah, it's going to keep it secret. They, I mean, that's always a conversation that has to be had. Like, or when do we tell them? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when would you tell your child they were adopted? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't make that decision right now. <laughs> I need a full night of sleep. Fair, yeah, no, and it's not, she can't be a drastic decision. No, 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 that's a, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's obvious, but other times <laughs> it's it's like you know that. I'm always open. I'm always one for clear and open communication. So, yes. if, uh, if if a kid started asking, I would I would tell him. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be like no 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 your pictures were destroyed. <laughs> we didn't buy a camera. Uh, yeah, he's theorized. I'm adopted. Then Kel. He, like, literally walks away from it, the pipe, letting it spurt water again, and just says, Your parents adopted an alien? That's just, that's the joke the rest of the episode, basically. Uh, we go back uh, to the family room, and the plumber has just finished repairing the basement. <laughs> he hands Roger the pink slip. Cal snatches it, and he says, Man, that sure is a lot of money that you have to pay because your son's friend broke the pipe. I'm glad I don't have to pay this. <laughs> Yeah, just making him, like, immediately furious. And Cheryl's walking downstairs with some laundry, and she's looking at Kel now, like, are you serious? But uh, Keenan, like, gets things real serious by saying, "Uh, can I ask you a question, Roger and Cheryl? (laughs) (laughs) He goes, have I ever been? (laughs) He's like, "Uh, well, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, Kel says, he wants to know if he's an alien. (laughs) Right. 
And they're like, what? Then, Ke uh, then Keenan says, um, are you really my, really my parents? And they say, of course we are. And Kale says, you're all aliens? Yeah, the aliens joke, it's not doing it for me, Adam. It's not doing it for me. Let's uh, let, let's just stop it right here. <laughs> no more of the aliens joke. Well, I mean, I, we can mention when it happens, but I'm not going to fake laugh at it. Yeah, this, <laughs> it's just, it's not that funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say it's yeah. I'm not. I'm with you there. I mean, it's it's good. It's fine. It's it's funny. I wish it was funnier. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Cal does still have the helmet on though. So that's yes. <laughs> There's always something funny to look at. It's him in that he's helmet. Tin, he's tin hatting pretty much right now. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. his tin hat on. Tin helmet. That's his crazy conspiracy theory. That the tin hats. Yeah, absolutely. So Keenan's like go, going over. He's doing his detective work. He's like, "There's none of my stuff." There's no photos of me, and they're like, you know, we told you all the reasons for that. And he's like, why don't you tell me a story from when I was a baby? And Cheryl, like, drops the ball immediately. She's like, uh, Roger. And then, and then Roger is like, uh, oh, I got one. And he tells this story about how they were on a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And when they were on the roller coaster and they were on the, the loop-de-loop, yeah. that... He, held, he he unbuckled Keenan's seatbelt, held him out in front of him, and then he spit up all over Roger. Right, all over Roger's hair. And then he, and then he goes, "Oh no, wait, that was Kyra." <laughs> and and at this point, I'm like, "Who?" Oh, I'm questioning the writing of the episode. I don't know who wrote it, but I'm questioning it because that's a stupid story. You can't bring a baby on a roller coaster. <laughs> You can't bring them on a roller coaster. You can't unbuckle them. That's a crime. <laughs> Hold them out in front of you. Yeah, that's, that's so stupid. On, a, on that's the loop, so loop. irresponsible. On the loop, like, loop. What are you gonna do? How big are your hands? How confident are you in your hands? Uh, there are three cre uh, writers credited with this episode: uh, Kevin Coppolo, Heath Seifert, and Sal Maniachi. I think that was a Sal line. <laughs> You can blame all the bad jokes on Sal because he hasn't written any other episode. Sal, who are you and what are you doing to Keenan and Kel? Yeah, I feel like the alien bit is a Sal bit. Yeah, something. Something is. Yeah. It doesn't feel uh, like a Kevin and Heath episode. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, they really get into kind of Keenan's emotional state. I Okay, that's true. Yeah, they, they really kind of do like a character development kind of piece here. I don't know. I get some, I get some vibes. It's like some bye-bye Keenan type vibes from yeah. maybe the second episode more than the first one. Yeah, but his parents are telling him. He's like, no, Keenan, we told you that we just don't – that we had a flood and like we don't mm -hmm. have anything of your stuff. Like we're sorry. And he's like kind of insistent. Like, are you seriously? There's no Keenan blanket, no Keenan baby shoes, no, no baby Keenan anything. Yeah, a and this is the perfect time for them to come in with a good story, <laughs> but they can't do that, and that's what like frustrates him the most. That's what that it kind of pushes him over here. Cal coughs. Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it is still. Fun. <laughs> it's getting funnier. Cheryl says, "If you don't believe us, go see your birth certificate. It has all our names on it." Right. <laughs> Which uh, I don't know if you know this. If you get adopted, <laughs> your adopted parents' names go on your birth certificate. <laughs> but definitely, uh, yeah. So, uh, be, ignoring that, uh, th he's like, "Okay, cool. Where's my birth certificate?" And they don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I know where Kyra's is, <laughs> and that's uh, this. That's might be one of my favorite lines of the episode because Keenan, like, he like explodes with anger. He's like, "I." <laughs> I knew it, and and you can see Kel in the in the background on the couch laughing at him. 
yeah. and his reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's rare to see a cow laugh make it into the episode. It's true. And, and now Keenan is so mad. He is so mad. He is going to march straight down to the place where they keep the records, and he's going to he's going to search through there. Yeah. He's like, what's the name of that place called? <laughs> and Kel and knows exactly it. Kel knows it. He says, oh, yeah, the city of Chicago. The Department of Records. And then he gives directions of where exactly where the records are. Yeah. In the, in the municipal. Oh, God, I can't say that word. Municipal? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm going to make you keep trying. Municipal. <laughs> building more, on the third floor, one more second time, door. One more time, one more time. Municipal. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Municipal. <laughs> Municipal building, third floor, second second door after the water fountain. And he's like, he's like uh, goodbye, Roger and Cheryl. And they're like, don't call us by our first names. Goodbye, like, Mr. and Mr. Rockmore. So Keenan leaves, and Cal stands in the doorway, and he's all like, hey, even if Keenan is adopted, can I still come over and hang out with you guys? And Roger slams the, the helmet <laughs> shield down, and then closes the door. Yeah. And we go to a new set again. Yeah. Uh, why do you think Cal knew where the Department of Records was? That's exactly a good question. Exactly where needed to go. Hmm. Do you think that Cal could be an alien? Or adopted. <laughs> or adopted. Hmm. I, it might be, he might be adopted. We learn a little bit more about Kel's parents next episode. Oh, really? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a, I, I watched ahead a little bit. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, I was so, I was so entranced by this one. I was like, okay. I, I need some more. I do love that this place or a place like this exists. Existed. Does it still exist? I don't know if they have paper copy. Well, they probably do. They definitely do. Yeah, uh, I I would love to see this. I figured it'd be at the hospital though, if you needed like a birth certificate. But I don't know. I think hospitals where I would go for a birth certificate, not a record department. Right. So, anyways, but there's this there's this record department. Uh, I imagine uh, like in Seoul. Yeah, Seoul. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Pixar movie. Yeah. Uh, when, when Terry or whatever his name is is searching for all the names. It's like that's yeah. what this place looks like. That's it's essentially endless, what it is. Endless filing cabinets. It's the one place they still buy filing cabinets for. They, they've got the, the, the market cornered on filing cabinets. When's the last time somebody bought a new filing cabinet? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> my, I mean, my desk has like a drawer in it that is sort of a filing cabinet. Right. But it, this desk is five years old. Who goes out and buys a filing cabinet these days? No. But, but Keenan has one in his room, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to have one in my room. Yeah, for, for all your schemes and plans. <laughs> my my paperwork. <laughs> I was like like fourteen. I'm like, I need I need to organize my life. Yeah, you gotta go through here. <laughs> Get to <laughs> I probably put that in the Z's. I, I all and it wasn't even organized. It was like miscellaneous one. <laughs> like miscellaneous two. Like like programs from the zoo. It's like I don't know. <laughs> They go into the office. There's a, a nice lady behind the reception. And she uh, and she's like, how can I help you? And Cal says, uh, we're looking for aliens from outer space. And she goes, security! <laughs> and uh, and then Keenan's like, no, no, ignore him. Uh, I need the a file for Keenan Rockmore. She goes looking for his birth certificate. Meanwhile, Cal has a really fun aside. Probably the same one as from last episode. Now that I'm thinking about it. When he put on the 3D glasses. Kind of his go-to aside. Uh, he's like, look, Keenan, when I put this helmet on, I can't feel any pain. So he closes the head, he closes, like, the lid, and he runs straight into the wall. 
and these other these guys like dramatically jump out of the way. Uh huh. He hits the wall. He falls on the ground and starts screaming. <laughs> And like flailing. Maybe it's the era that I grew up in, but Cal just screaming ah, <laughs> makes, ah. makes me laugh. No, it's pretty funny because it's so stupid. And when he hits the wall, the wall like moves a little. You can see the set. <laughs> they clearly told him like, don't actually hit this wall or else it'll fall down. Um, and then the guys behind him, the guys who like move out of the way, they are dressed just like Keenan would dress. Oh, one, really? One of them's wearing like a rugby shirt and jeans, like a big rugby shirt and jeans. And the other one's wearing like a, a big flannel and jeans. And just, like, sneakers. That's Connor and Kent, so they're on a very similar episode. Yeah. <laughs> In their own lives. Definitely. She hands him his, uh, his birth certificate, and he's like, oh, cool, thanks. Uh, wait a second. Uh, it's, this isn't mine. Uh, yeah. who's, whose birth certificate is this? Kevin Rockmore. So she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong one. And she goes back to get another. But Keenan starts looking at it, and he's there's a, there's a lot of similarities between Kevin Rockmore and himself. They were born in the same hospital... On the same day, at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And suddenly, like, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, his wheels start turning. So that adopted plan, he's, yeah, something else is forming. Kel uh, goes, hey, maybe you're Kevin Rockmore. That makes too much sense. Kevin's parents are George and Margaret Rockmore. The lady comes, she gives him his birth certificate. And he says, hey, uh, have you ever heard of someone, like, being, like, switched at birth? <laughs> or anything like that? He's like, no, that's crazy, right? That doesn't happen. She's like, it happens more than you would think. <laughs> she yeah. gives us really serious like yeah she, she, she laughs and then says you'd be surprised how often that happens right 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she she goes over the facts that we just listed and she's like that's absolutely possible so and, and Kel has a really good point which is like a, a very meta point too because he says you don't look anything like your parents <laughs> yeah like hey Kel shh <laughs> yeah you, you might know too many things here, Kel. Kel, we're still uh, we're still trying to make it, play a TV show, okay? Um, no, but it's it's kind of true, right? He doesn't really mm-hmm. look like Cheryl. He doesn't really look like Roger. And now Keenan's having this uh, this midlife crisis, not midlife. Yes, a early life crisis, I guess. He's having an early life crisis. So at this point of the episode, uh, regardless of how it plays out, do you believe that it'd be possible? That Keenan was not the child of Roger and Cheryl. The way this episode's playing out? Or, like, just in general, based off his personality and the way that they interact with each other. Because I would say he's got a lot of Roger in him. We've point, like, as we've gone over the show, we've drawn parallels. We've seen times when they react similarly. But, you know, is that a nature or nurture thing? Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's the classic conversation. I tend to think that it's a lot more nature than it is, or that's a lot more nurture than it is nature. Uh, because you know a kid's personality is totally dependent on kids are born babies are born as blank slates for the most part like yeah they have some genetic predispositions but like i get angry sometimes i don't think i necessarily have a gene for anger i think my default like emotional state is angry because i probably that's probably what i saw in my (laughs) early childhood uh and then i like developed that over time I don't know if I think Keenan could have done the same thing. And even if, even if he was adopted or whatever, switched at birth is the new theory. It doesn't mean anything necessarily because they still don't have pictures. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think uh, it, it's always something you can look at like siblings for. 
because right. if it was purely nature, then mo the kids there would be a lot of a lot more overlap than there truly is. <laughs> like you and I, if we were the exact same person, this would be a very boring podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We, we are not the same. Although, no. although Myers Briggs would say that we have a similar. What is it, Myers Briggs? Yeah, we have a similar personality. <laughs> INFJ. Yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah, <laughs> that, who knows? I still so, don't know. Uh, just something interesting to explore. We get this transition. We get a close up of Keenan's birth certificate. Oh, we do. Yep. This transition scene, you see Kevin's birth certificate and Keenan's, and how similar they are. Does it say any information that we need? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, this uh, this is a document signed by um, Boyd Thorpe, who is a county clerk. The one that I, I got a good look at was Kevin's one. Uh, you know, yeah. Kevin's certificate. It says that he was born in Memorial Hospital on March twenty third, nineteen eighty two. Yep. Confirming Keenan's current age being like seventeen eighteen in this season. Wow. There you go. So that's good. However, Keenan is a self-proclaimed in two episodes now, Taurus. We know that Keenan uh, Keenan uh, Thompson is a Taurus, but Keenan Rockmore is clearly an Aries by this by this birth date. Do you think that he's been like? I feel like he might have been got, getting it wrong all these all these years. I don't know. This might have been back in the day where they didn't put people's real like birthdays. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, you think the range might have been different? Well, I mean think about like the writers and stuff who knows if they had the authority or the ability to like put keenan's actual birthday for Ooh, this birth that's, certificate that's an interesting point right so they probably would have had to get a bunch of clearances or, or whatever and maybe mm. back then it was like standard practice to not include personal information for their characters that's how i would probably see it that's an interesting point uh just looking through it uh, i i wrote down a couple of aries traits because if you recall, we were going through Taurus, and we're like, these these aren't the best fit for Keenan. Okay. So these are I some Aries traits. How many yeah, hours yeah. have we do we have on this podcast? <laughs> well, one per episode. Oh my! And this God. is episode uh, fifty six. So fifty six hours. You can listen counting. to this podcast for over two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. It's terrifying. Aries traits. Uh, no filter. Okay. Gets angry, then forgets why they were angry. Hmm. Uh, why? <laughs> thinks everything is a game that they can win. That's, that's an Aries. Will do anything on a dare. Easily bored. That sounds like Keenan Rock. My, my pet theory is that he doesn't know what a Taurus is. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know if it was, I'm sure it was still big back then, but it's probably not as big. Mm -hmm. As as it is today, I guess before we ever have Keenan, we'll ask him that. He seems to more as a Taurus or an Aries. You think we're gonna get Keenan on? I think we could try. Uh, probably not. I don't think we can ever get anyone currently on SNL on this podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. I guess I won't say never. I, I know. I know a guy. Is it Keenan? Do you know him? No, I don't know another guy. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I don't know anybody. Maybe we know somebody. If you know anybody who works around SNL or could get us uh, Keenan and Kel on the podcast, you, you please send us an email at keenanandkelpodcast at gmail.com. Moving on to the net. We're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. But we might need some help. We'll let you know later on. Keenan is in his bedroom. 
uh, typing away at his computer. <laughs> He's finding the address of uh, George and Margaret Rockmore. I had to take a student's computer away today because oh, yeah. um, we were watching an episode of something and they were watching something else. And so I, oh. I took the computer away and I opened it up and he was watching Keenan and Kel. <laughs> Because he knows that I like it. Every day this kid walks into class and he goes, are we watching Keenan and Kel today? Because I showed it like a couple times. And so he was watching Keenan and Kel. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm annoyed, but I'm, I'm not going to say you can't do this. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Anyways, so uh, the, the love of Keenan and Kel is spreading far and wide. Yeah, he's looking at the address online. That's what they used to do back in the day. I guess. And he's about to call him because he's got the, their phone number. Kel finds uh, the phone number for the Rockmores and he gives it a ring. And Keenan's like, I'm not ready to talk to him yet. And then, then the, the, the phone in his bedroom starts ringing. Yeah, Kel clearly called the operator and got Keenan's phone number. Which you think he would know, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge the logic of, you know, 1999. He literally says, hello, is George or Market there? And he's like, stop calling me. And then Kel says, I thought it was funny you guys had the same number. There's been a lot of phone bits this season. We might be able to do like a top five phone bits across Keenan and Kel. Yeah, we should. We should. There's a lot of phone bits. Also worth mentioning, Kel's wearing uh, <laughs> like a, a cow pajamas. No other way to describe them. <laughs> I, just, I, like a, I like that description. Imagine yeah. searching that in on Amazon. Cow pajamas. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. It's like, like a big onesie for, for cow. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but he still has his helmet on. <laughs> it's it's a really funny look. It is funny. Keenan works up the courage, calls the number. He says, "Hello, is this George or Margaret?" Uh, stop! Stop calling here. You have the wrong number. Yeah, he kind of panics. Uh, kind of. He does panic. So, anyways, what's happening here is that Keenan is just—he's trying to get to the bottom of this. He's curious about where he came from, as we all are as human beings here on this rock, floating in infinite nothingness just kidding we're in the milky way galaxy in the solar system (laughs) there's not nothing there's stuff but eventually all the stars will burn out and then there will be nothing um sorry are are you okay today (laughs) (laughs) is keenan i watched a video on uh the the future a time lapse of the future and it went like trillions of trillions of trillions of years (laughs) Oh my god! You think people will still be listening to our podcast in a thousand years? I think we should send another Voyager up, but it has this podcast on. <laughs> they had a they had a, a thing recently, like NASA was doing, where they were like putting stuff on the moon. Are they just putting it up there? Yeah, I guess they're putting files that someone was sending to the moon, like a floppy disk. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of floppy disks are going up there. Uh, yeah, uh, so Cal's like, stop being a baby. He picks up the number and he says, uh, he's like, here's your son, and puts Keenan on. Keenan kind of uh, panics, and he goes, uh, yes, Yerson, my name is Yerson, I am Swedish. <laughs> I own my own company. <laughs> are, are you going to be there early tomorrow morning? Yes, he, he has un gift for them. They say yes. So he goes, great, uh, I'll see you then. And uh, then he, he he sits in bed and he commits, like, tomorrow, I'm meeting my real parents. I don't like how he's just convinced that Roger and Cheryl aren't his real parents. I also don't like how he, I mean, we'll, we'll see, maybe later on he does come around, but he is he's still, like, kind of in denial that Roger and Cheryl ever did anything for him. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. oh, they're not my real parents. That's it. 
he, he, he comes around, but it's pretty late in the episode. Before the commercial break, Keenan lies down. He's like, tomorrow I'm going to meet my real parents. And then the, it's like this zoomed up view, right? This view from yes. like the top of the room. And then the audience claps. Yeah, I, I like that that touch. Makes it seem a little more sentimental. Like they're kind of happy for him. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a, a different uh, director that we usually see. Uh, this is Linda Mendoza directed this episode. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that has any like any way in on some on the kind of oddness of it. I think so. Yeah, it's different camera angles. Like the, then we cut where they're in this throne room, and the camera angle is kind of higher. It's like a higher angle. It is. So you can see all this kind of like this big royal court before them. As soon as Keenan like announces himself, he's like, "I'm Keenan Rockmore," and they're like, "It's." It's the prince. The prince has returned. And right about now, uh, the trumpeter goes, plays some fanfare. Uh, the trumpeter kind of looks like Jim Carrey, but I'm just going to let that slide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two uh, royal parents c- come up, like a king and a queen. And they're like, son, we finally meet. Welcome to your new home. And if you haven't picked up by now, this is a dream. Yes. It is absolutely a dream. And it's absolutely unnecessary for the plot of the episode. (laughs) Well, I I like how it's presented as, for a moment, like, this is really what's happening. Yeah, yeah, because it's after the commercial break, and we don't have, like, the dream bubble or sound. No, no, we just get right into it. And Keane's the prince of the kingdom of Chicago, and he gets a $1 million allowance for this this week. The $1 million is hidden inside a pillow. (laughs) <laughs> and then Kel asks, ooh, ooh, ooh. Kel's there, of course. He says, ooh, ooh, can I have a throne? Where's my throne? Lady, can I have a throne? And, and that's what she says. Does he have to be in this dream sequence? Yeah. I, I want to say that I, I hope they tried for this because it seems like a missed opportunity. And in my memory, this actually, this is what the situation was, but uh, it's not reality. I thought his parents were going to be played by the people that played his parents in Parental Guidance. Oh, that'd be funny. Would that be a really good cameo? Uh, James Buckman III and... Uh. That'd be a great cameo. You know what would be funny if, like, uh, the queen was Ethel Quagmire? <laughs> Just people that don't... Just, like, people, <laughs> random, random people from Keenan's past in his dream, you know? I like the concept of his parents look even less... His actual parents look even less like him. <laughs> Speaking of people in his past, uh, he, he has his own personal servant. And who plays his personal servant? None other than Chris Potter. <laughs> yes, and Chris is very upset with wearing his, like, you know, squire getup. Hi, Keenan. Chris, you're my personal ser- servant? He's like, yeah, uh, yes I am. Can I get a hoot? Yeah, a hoot. We haven't seen that in a long time, them raising their hands. Right, I know. It's a classic gimmick. Uh, he doesn't say, can I get a hoot? He says, ain't it a hoot? Ain't it a hoot? Hoot. Yes, hoot. Now stop mocking. I'm unhappy enough as it is. That's what he says. What does Keenan? What does Keenan ask Chris for? Uh, he's like uh, basically, so he he can get anything he wants, anything he wants. So he asks Chris for his hair, <laughs> and Chris goes, "What? Okay, fine." <laughs> he takes off his hat, his and he hair rips altogether. off his hair. Yeah, he takes it off all together, and just gives it right to Keenan. And I like what Keenan's doing. He starts like wearing Chris's hair. He puts it on like a like a little top hat, and now Chris is bald. <laughs> and the great bald mask here, or bald hat. So, and then then Kel asks him, like Chris, okay, get some orange soda. And then even Chris turns around. He's like, no, 
Of course not. And then Keenan Kel goes, Keenan, look, it's a pipe, and it's a golden pipe on the wall. <laughs> he hits, yeah. and water spurts out. It looks just like the one in your parents' basement, <laughs> and he breaks it in the same way. <laughs> I like this part of the dream sequence because it's like that's that it does happen in dreams. You know, it's like something happened yeah. earlier that day. You're like, hey, look at this pipe. <laughs> it's in the same well, scene. Yeah, if you think about it, Keenan's just imposing, like, all the stuff that he knows is going to happen. He knows Chris is going to turn down Kel's request for orange soda. Right. <laughs> and he knows Kel's is going to be more annoying than he would want. His subconscious is so on point. Yeah. I, I think I think Kel, I think Keenan, as, like, he's being spread by wire, says, Even in my dreams, this happens. Yeah, and so Keenan is uh, clearly uh, upset at Kel in his dream just like real life but the spraying of the water wakes everybody up including keenan so keenan goes over and uh, all the lights are on <laughs> they're sleeping <laughs> and uh then he goes over to wake kel and he's like kel i just had a dream that my parents were royalty he's like he's like oh cool what was i annoying <laughs> annoying that must be a dream so then he's like so then kenny's like wow wouldn't that be great and then kel posits another theory or maybe they're snow people from the North Pole. Snow people. Uh, and so then we cut to Keenan falling asleep again, thinking about this hypothetical. Yeah, he says, uh, I better go back to sleep and see. Right. And now it's Keenan wearing exactly what he was wearing in the other dream, except freezing in yeah. the North Pole. Mm, his parents are there. This is just the three of them in this scene. Or I should say three and someone else. Because he, it's the same like bits. They were like, "Here's your allowance, son," and it's a fish. He says, "Hi, I'm your son." <laughs> yeah, they, they give him a fish for allowance instead of a million dollars. Go catch us some dinner, and like, give him like a harpoon. Can't the the allowance just be dinner? <laughs> and then his mom asks him to take the penguin for the walk. And then he's walking a penguin, a chinstrap penguin. And that, 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 it's a cute little penguin. It's very cute. It's don't it's, live at the North Pole. It's definitely scared. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> the penguin moves with a fright in its step. It definitely doesn't want to be in, uh, you know, Universal Studios. No, where where are they? L.A. It's all the same. And as we know that, Keenan's a notoriously bad penguin hunter. We do know this. He's very bad at that game. He wakes up and tells Cal, it's like, that's the bad version. I, I want to want that. And they go to a third and final dream sequence where Keenan speculates about what would happen if we did switch parents and then kevin was in my place and so then they they cut and it's roger cheryl and kyra sitting on the couch and then keenan enters and he says and hey everybody and they can't remember his name <laughs> except for kyra kyra gets it eventually and everyone's like oh yeah keenan how's it going kevin is uh apparently the world's greatest son <laughs> Yeah, he has like a, a pl he comes out. He's like, hey, everybody with a platter of sandwiches. He's like, I made everyone's favorites. And uh, then he says, and here's everyone's allowance. <laughs> Fun bits. He like gives Keenan's greatest nightmare. Yeah, he's like, wait, he's giving you guys allowance. Somebody is uh, in Keenan's role and doing better than Keenan does, which is yes. basically doing anything. Mm -hmm. It's actually Keenan's not a very good son. What is it? This is very similar to Keenan's. Uh, <laughs> dream in the second episode the taming of the screw where he imagines like giving his parents like millions of dollars and, and gifts it's, and stuff like that. It's, that it's similar yeah that's got to be like a, a dream that keenan has regularly hmm. giving maybe, people money maybe that maybe it's a true deep desire of his to use money and fame to make his parents proud of him yeah, to provide to provide right 
So I think it's both to give them what, you know, they've given him, but it's also this desire for them to like him because he has <laughs> he's successful and has money. Basically, Keenan is corrupted by capitalism. No, I'm just... <laughs> not capitalism, corporatism. Well, Cal is absolutely not. Nope. Cal enters, and he goes, oh, hey, what's up, Marvin? <laughs> and he goes over and has, does this elaborate handshake with, uh, with Kevin. Actually, it's a light, more of a leg shake. Yeah, they, they high-five, and they go and shake each other's ankle. Mm-hmm. You don't see enough ankle shaking these days. And Kevin says, I got you some orange soda. And Kel says, nah, man, no more orange soda. I mean, just being your friend makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good That's a good line. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, did you guys hear? We're getting our own TV show, the Kevin and Kel show. And Keenan is just in disbelief. He's like, what, what about me? To which Kel shouts, what about you, Marvin? <laughs> for he's a jolly good fellow. For, for Kevin's a jolly good, good fellow. fellow. Is how the, the dream ends. So this is clearly Keenan's nightmare. It's somebody else is better than him and, uh, and, and can actually do what he never is able to do, which is provide for his family. I think they did a good job organizing this. Because we went from like the best case scenario to like the absolute worst. Yeah, and then a random one in the middle. I don't know. It's a lot of dream <laughs> sequences. I, I understand the point of it, but a lot of dream sequences. Agreed. Keenan's alarm goes off. It's 5.30 in the morning. And he's like, all right, Kel, let's go. They have to leave so early because the place is pretty far away. Uh, 15 miles, as Kel says later. Yeah. And so they immediately, instantly start getting dressed. Start putting on their <laughs> Keenan clothes. starts getting dressed. Yeah. Kel... Literally stands up in his sleeping bag and starts hopping out the door. <laughs> Keenan puts his pants on. He's got a shirt. He's ready to go. And Kel, Kel falls open. falls down the stairs in his sleeping bag. And the helmet, by the way, he slept in the helmet. Oh yeah. So, so uh, I love this. This this is the final form of Kel in this episode. He's in a sleeping bag in cow pajamas with a helmet on, just hopping everywhere. Final form. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As he falls down the stairs, Keenan makes like a bunch of twitches in his face. He's like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, we go to our last set, the front of the Rockmore residence. But not any Rockmore residence. <laughs> George and Margaret Rockmore's residence. George and Margaret, yes. Kel is still wearing a cow outfit, <laughs> the, uh, the sleeping bag and the helmet. Keenan is, is dressed to the nines. Not really. He's just dressed in his normal gear. And... Uh, and they're like, this is it. All right. And Keenan goes to knock on the door, and then he freezes right before he knocks. Yeah, he freezes. He thinks himself, you know, the people that live here are like two total strangers. And it's you know, like, you know, I, I don't want to walk away from my life. Uh, sure, there's my sister, and she's annoying. She's painted my toenails that one time. Actually, that was me, Suskel. <laughs> uh, and he goes, uh, he's like, he really, he's thinking about it. He's like, you know what? I, I like my family. I love Roger and Cheryl Rockmore. And no matter what, they'll be my parents. Aww. Aww. Yeah. So he says, "Come on, Cal, let's get out of here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, "Let's leave." He said, "Even if I was switched at birth, I love Roger and Cheryl Rockmore." Yeah. He goes to leave. It's a happy, upbeat ending. Yeah. And nope. Cal says, <laughs> "Cal says, hold up." <laughs> I, I, did I did not, not get up at 5.30 in the morning, uh, hop, 15, <laughs> hop 15 miles with a night's helmet on to so not you can just your parents. turn away. So he so, knocks on the door, rap, 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 rap. And who answers the door, Adam? 
Uh, a man answers the door and he says, hello, can I help you? And he says, uh, Keenan says, no, 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 we're just leaving. And he shuts the door. Keenan and Cal turn away. And then they pause. <laughs> and Keenan, they turn back to the door and knock again. This time we see the full man that was but in the door frame. And uh, how would you describe him, Aaron? Asian. Let's <laughs> say <laughs> he's Asian. <laughs> He's like, are, and Keenan says, are you George? Keenan and Kel are black, and he's Asian. <laughs> yeah. That's the joke. Keenan says, are you George Rockmore? He's like, yes, I am. And they start, like, losing it. They start cracking up. Because. And then uh, um, Margaret comes over, an Asian lady. And they keep laughing. And uh, their, their son is there. He's also Asian. Might I say, George... They're both wearing these like really silky robes, um, mm-hmm. w- which may be part of like an Asian prop costume. Which I don't know how I feel about that, but I do love this silky robe because it has a dragon on the back. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish I had yeah. that. I, I like how the silky robe is what teed you off to the costume, not the not the dragon emblem. <laughs> no, it's a silky satin robe. Um, and then uh, and then a young man shows up. And uh, let me guess, you're Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> they keep cracking up. Yeah, it's a uh, they they lose it at this Asian family that Keenan thought were his actual parents, which is a, it's a funny way to end the episode. A funny way, uh, just kind of like a, a head scratcher at times. It's like a, I think it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think we didn't. There's a version of this where he just where they turn away, and like that big final. It's missing that final, like you know, pop. That final laugh. That it is. It is funny because they're they got all yeah. worked up for no reason. At the halfway point of this episode, Keenan put together like you know, oh my, these are my real parents. I was switched at birth. I'm waiting to go see George and Marlon. And you said that the dreams had no effect on this, but I think they they did. They backed up the image that Keenan has in his mind of his parents, which make this final joke so much funnier. Right. The dreams reassured that he actually did love his parents and like did like like the life that he had and i mean, he has a sister and he has the nice loving parents and they they still are together and it's just a good it's a good thing it's, and so it's it's kind of like a very appreciate what you have and like you know that it, it, take take a step back and he, he he had that hindsight which is very nice that is that is nice and it was a good kind of wraparound from from normal keenan you know it's almost like keenan's growing up right we didn't see Rigby's this episode. We didn't see some of our other friends, but mm-hmm. we did see Keenan kind of start to grow up a little bit. In Which the, is nice. Growing up in the sense of recognizing what's important. Yeah, and his his family dynamics is a little different next episode too, and I think that is in part because of his attitude change here. Um, a lot of kids go from being kind of you know uh, entitled or not appreciating what they have to really appreciate. As you get older, you appreciate what you have more. I think that's that's pretty uh, pretty important part of growing up. So I think it's a really good episode overall. Agreed. Just missed some missed some key kind of uh, functional points for me. But anyways, uh, I don't have the end scene. Okay. So uh, the ending, uh, Keenan and Cal come out on stage, and then he says, "Cal uh, uh, Cal pinches Keenan and says, I want to make sure you're not dreaming. We had so many dream sequences this episode.'" <laughs> <laughs> and then. Keenan's just like, no, Cal, this looks, this all looks normal. The audience is normal. The the curtains, and a uh, a penguin, 
uh, walks out in front of them, <laughs> like, like, like crosses them. That's funny. Keenan says, maybe this is a dream. Kel, grab a tortilla, some beans, a pound of guacamole, and meet me at Dr. Frank's House of Waffles. Then he looks directly at the camera and says, that's Dr. Frank's House of Waffles. <laughs> when you're in the mood for some delicious waffles, just open your mouth and say, ah. And he takes off his like outer shirt and his, his shirt underneath, you see the back of it. And has a logo. What? For Dr. Frank's House of Waffles. What the heck? So then he he puts his shirt over his shoulder and, and walks out. Um, now at Rockmore & Kimball, you can buy yourself a <laughs> Dr. Frank's House of Waffles no. t-shirts. Uh, you cannot yet, but our, by the time this episode goes up, it'll be up. The new shirt design just dropped. It better be up. <laughs> I'm not sure how many more like joke teas we're going to do this episode. So I'm going to do one more for the for the holiday season. <laughs> get your shirts. Get your shirts. Get your shirts. See ya. Shirts. Get your shirts. Oh my gosh, that's a wonderful <laughs> shirt. Yes. Nobody will ever understand this shirt. <laughs> yeah, they, they, believe it or not, there's not a huge market in obscure Keenan and Kel t-shirts. No. But we've cornered that market. We've cornered it. We've cornered it. Keenan runs off, and, and Kel says, "Keenan." Don't they have guacamole at Dr. Frank's House of Waffles? That's Dr. Frank's House of Waffles. Oh, boy. When you're hungry for waffles, just open your mouth and say, Ah, here it goes. Oh, nice. Okay, good. One of the better ending scenes, in my opinion. Yeah, so, I think that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Whose fault do you think this episode was, Aaron? Keenan's or Kel's? Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's Keenan's. Kel just was very ancillary to his adventure. Yeah, but he was supporting. Um, I don't think it's yeah. Keenan's fault, per se. I think... I, I don't want to question Keenan's curiosity. I don't want to, you know, negate his curiosity. Hmm. You know what I uh, mean? He, yeah, I agree with that. Maybe only like a half a point to Keenan because he does eventually like jump to that conclusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like a discovery episode, and and it's not. If not your fault, if you don't believe somebody. Yeah. the The only trouble was caused by Kel <laughs> by flooding the basement. So I would not say it's a it's a problem that had a fault. Yeah. No, it just kind of flooded made roger right. pay the bill <laughs> so uh this is a blank episode then blank we've had them before blankety blank blank what what do you think as a whole of this episode aaron uh i thought it was it was very nice uh, but it wasn't it wasn't that funny to me hmm. it wasn't i mean I, I said that was funny a couple times but yeah there weren't any great moments there was a lot of good moments it was a solid episode but it wasn't it didn't really do it for me. It just was missing a little bit from from what I love of Keenan and Kel. So missing a little bit of the uh, the other characters. It was missing a little bit of the fast pacedness. I know that you said it was fast paced, but I felt like it was a little slow towards the end. I I felt like uh, especially c- coming off of last episode, it wasn't a full cast. Yeah. Really, we we na- narrowed it down very much, and the people that we saw, even like Roger, Cheryl, Kyra. They weren't. Roger had some good lines, but like I, I felt like they could have used them a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. And they, they don't. It's not them getting into a trouble, right? And I would have liked it at the end there'd be some kind of like Keenan goes back to his parents and like loves like a, you know, <laughs> like that tries to do something nice for them and then it ends up being terrible or so, something like like he makes like a cake for them and then they eat it and it's like really bad. I don't know. Something like that would have been nice. But yeah, it, it, a little more uh, showing than telling yeah. that he, about his relationship with them and how that, that changes. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are fair critiques, I'd say. I, I think I'd, I'd like the, the sentimentality a little bit more than you. It's not the most like heartfelt one of the whole run. And uh, it, you can see the 
you can see the the imperfections a little bit, but it's one I remember very well, and uh, I I like some of the gags, but not all of them. Like the alien one that you mentioned doesn't really land as it many times really as they try to. It, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk ratings. Uh, on IMDb, this episode has a seven out of ten, and is ranked fifty six out of sixty two episodes, right near the bottom. Yeah. I think uh, that's almost bottom five, bottom ten. Uh, I do not personally think that belongs down there, but what do you think, Aaron? Uh, out of 10 bottles of orange soda, how many would you give it? I'm going to give this a 7.5. All right. Because it was a respectable episode, but not one of my favorites. Agreed. I- I'm putting it a little lower for this season, <laughs> than so- uh, but not by much. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10 bottles. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I might re- revisit that, but I I just I got too many good vibes to to turn it lower. That's uh that's it for this week's episode. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week when we're looking at the seventh episode of the fourth season of Keenan and Kel, The Graduates. Yes, D- don't read too much of that description. <laughs> for some reason, the whole like plot's up there. Yeah, for the graduates. I, I'm not reading that, and <laughs> you shouldn't either. Uh, but it's about Keenan and Kel's graduation. Do 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 do. Until next time, Fantas. Any last words, Adam? Uh, yeah. I just wanted to shout out. There's a thanks to everyone that's been enjoying our podcast this year. Spotify Wrapped is going on. Have you have you seen all these like social media posts? Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, one that blew me away was a, a fan that we have from uh, a Danish fan. Ah, from <laughs> like, the homeland. Like, our podcast is number one on his list. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it, it blows me away. Uh, check the King Kel podcast Twitter page to see his post be- featured. It's a. Uh, I'm so happy that our our podcast is international and enjoyed internationally. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing. That's that's great. And thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. This is why we do it. This is why we do it. Um, keep on listening, and uh, and we we hope. More episodes are coming. Well, they are. (laughs) Hope hope granted. Hope granted. (laughs) Until next time, everybody. Oh, oh, here it goes. Thank you for listening. You can send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keenancalpodcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at keenancalpodcast. That we have committed to commit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs>